Hello and welcome to Everybody's a Somebody, a podcast where we listen to the stories of others. My name's Joey and I'm joined here by Gina. How are you doing, Gina? I am doing okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's great to hear. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, before we get to the story you want to come here to tell, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and what you do? Uh, I am from Texas and I work the circulation desk at the local library. So, okay, uh, oh, that's really cool. I, I love libraries. I do too. I tried very hard to get a job there. It took a little bit of time, but you know, here I am. Uh, that's that's great, man. That's that's, that's amazing. Um, do you just want to go ahead and, and tell your story? Or is there anything else you want uh, other people to know? Um, no, let's just jump right into it. All right, yeah, go right ahead. All right. Uh, so I was adopted when I was four months old. I didn't actually find out about this until later. It's just important to note that, you know, as adopted, as far as I know, I was orphaned as a child and my parents picked me up. They also adopted a brother who was five years older than me previously. So it was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up kind of all over the place, but still in Texas. And I have a lot of fond memories of childhood. Uh, loved going on roller coasters with my dad. My mom adored Halloween, like, so much. It was one of her favorite yeah. things to do. The sweet little old lady who liked scaring the pants off of most of her family and random teenagers who would come looking for candy. Uh, But it was fun a lot of the times. Um, My parents were older. My mom was born in 48. My dad was born in 56. And, you know, I was born in the late 80s, so there was a bit of a difference. A lot of my friends' parents were a lot younger so it sometimes Mm -hmm. was a little bit of a hard to relate situation like their parents brought them up on acdc and led zeppelin my mom brought me up on temptations and motown (laughs) and it was (laughs) it was one of those weird discrepancies where i hadn't heard a lot of the music that their parents had shown them so it was right it was one of those things that you just kind of don't realize the difference of until you actually look back on it. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was, when I was 14, my dad passed away from a heart attack. Uh, I had just entered high school and, you know, he had had health problems. So, I mean, they were pretty regular, regular enough that I had a uh, go bag for the hospital. You know, your dad's sick mm-hmm. again, so uh, pack up your bag so you have things to do and snacks to eat. And while we wait for the whatever's going on to pass. So I wasn't really concerned when I woke up on a Saturday and nobody was home. We were living with my brother um and my mom my dad my brother his girlfriend they were all just gone so i 
I saw a note that said they'd gone to the hospital, uh, made myself a sandwich, worked on homework or something. I don't even remember what I did that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a phone call later saying from my mom saying, your dad's at the hospital. Everything will be fine. She did sound a little funny, but I thought she was just tired and stressed out. They clearly left in the middle of the night. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't until later that afternoon that I knew anything was wrong. Uh, my mom had come in with, uh, her sister, my aunt and my cousins, which was a little strange because one, my brother wasn't there. Two, I didn't really get along with my extended family too well. Um... I always kind of got the feeling from them that they weren't fond of my parents adopting on either side. So we weren't really like super tight with them. So they walked in and, and my mom told me to sit down, which is never a good sign if somebody walks in with an entourage and goes, sit down, they're not telling you you just hit the lottery. That's not... Right. Um, so my aunt insisted I sit down and I refused again. And my mom just kind of blurted it out. She just kind of went, your dad died. And it was just a surreal feeling because... At that moment, I just, I don't know, it kind of, I felt like, looking back, I feel like I should have been sad or I should have been distraught. No, I just went, so I'm going to go ahead and get ready to go to school tomorrow. It was, I think I was in shock or something. It was very odd. I did actually go to school the next morning. Everyone tried to stop me, but I just... I just needed to be around my friends. I needed to, I needed to do something. So I went to school. Yeah. Um, that was a hard amount of time. It was, my mom was so wrecked. They had been together for nearly 25 years. And she she tried her hardest to keep her spirits up and take care of me. My brother was already an adult. He was off taking care of himself. He was dealing with it in his own way. But my mom was not handling it well. And she kept developing health issues. And she kept going to the hospital Um For about the next two years, I ended up taking care of her a lot. And then when I was 16, she also passed away from a heart attack. And at the time, we we got her into the hospital. We uh, called one of my cousins. They got her back. 
I called in my brother. And so I stayed with him because they were trying to figure out what to do with me because they couldn't just let me go home alone and I couldn't stay the night. And then in the middle of the night, um, my grandmother calls. And when I answer the phone, she tells me I need to speak to your brother. And I don't know what it was in her voice, but I kind of just knew. I handed my brother the phone. I uh, gathered all our shoes up, gathered up jackets, grabbed uh, somebody's purse, uh, his girlfriend's purse, grabbed the keys, put on my own shoes, and... As I did that, I remember hearing him just start telling my grandmother no over and over again. It was... It was the most difficult conversation I was not actually a part of. Right. Um... So it was... It was a surreal car ride to the hospital. Um, To be honest, I'm not entirely sure how fast everything went. It just, before I knew it, I was attending a second funeral in two years. And there was a lively debate about who would take care of me at 16. It was decided that um, my brother would. And I'm not entirely sure what happened to that because within a week I found myself homeless and bouncing around from house to house of all my friends. I was pretty much couch surfing throughout my friend group. Uh... I probably spent about the next two years bouncing from place to place and going to school. I uh, Eventually, the teachers did discover that I didn't actually have anyone living with me or anywhere living anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they got me on a... Uh, they got me on free lunch. They helped me get everything in order so I could take care of myself and get emancipated and do all that. And uh, a year after that, I graduated high school and tried to go out and get a job and live in a place and just get through everything. Uh, I feel like I kind of rushed into the uh, really like heavy hitting parts of this probably because it's not easy to talk about. Um, I understand. When you first posted asking for guests, I uh, thought about this because the holidays are coming up and, you know, it's always present in my mind. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because, you know, you think holidays and people think, family and togetherness and 
there are a lot of people out there who just don't have it for one reason or another. Um, either mm-hmm. people have passed on or they just don't have the support or something has happened to where they just don't have that. And it's, it's rough for me. It's, yeah. um, I'm married now. Uh, my husband is very, very close with his family and that is a wonderful, wonderful thing to see, but it is also leaves a certain bitterness with it because, you know, I can't really tell you for sure that the dad I remember or the mom I remember, that was who they really were because I looked at them from a child's eyes. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the hard parts. I didn't see the struggles. I didn't see any of those things that when you're an adult, you're go that, you know, totally exist. Um, I think back and I remember that we didn't have much. A lot of my Christmases were charity given. A lot of the time, the newest things I ever had were from people's generosity. And my parents tried very hard to make us believe in giving and make us believe in family togetherness and all of the things that were really important because money wouldn't always be there and stuff won't always be there. Um, I have surrounded myself by people that I consider my family now. It is, they are a wonderful, wonderful group of people who have shown a tremendous amount of support. And one of the main reasons I wanted to discuss this was, um, I'm sorry, give me a minute. No, take your time. One of the main reasons I wanted to discuss it was because You know, I'm a part of the Reddit Secret Santa Exchange, and uh, I do all these uh, fun things when I can. I give to those uh, charity groups, women's shelters, things like that. And every time I do, I always think of my parents, and they they were just so giving from what I remember. I mean, my dad had a bit of a little bit of a mean sense of humor. He loved a good prank uh absolutely loved a good prank um i love horror movies because that man had no idea what an appropriate movie to show a child was at all uh (laughs) he showed me the movie birds once alfred alfred hitchcock's birds and then we went to galveston where he told me that the best way to feed the seagulls was to throw french fries in the air (laughs) I don't think I can still be around a uh, large group of birds without getting slightly nervous. Uh, (laughs) It was, in hindsight, it was funny, but I was mad for a really long time. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> um. But he would stop and buy food for just about every homeless person he could afford to buy food for. He would help people on the side of the road. Um, my mom, she, she devoted all of her free time to charities and to church programs and to so many things. She, uh, she used to be a social worker and she had carpal tunnel in both her hands, so she couldn't work anymore. And she still, she just, all of her extra time was for family and for giving. And I was always really inspired by that. We butted heads a lot. My mama, she was really hoping that I would be this super girly, I love princesses kind of gal. Uh, mm -hmm. She got a bookworm who was like, I read about this science experiment. Can we go do that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we clashed a little bit on things, uh, yeah. but it was just always one of those things that I, I learned a lot about giving from her and a lot about kindness and a lot about forgiveness. I learned a sense of humor from my dad and acceptance. I don't think that man cracked open a book ever, but he took me to my first library when people were making fun of me in school for reading too much. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people going through loss, especially this year. Yes. Yes. Um, and grieving is not an easy process. It's not a recognizable one because it is so wildly different for every person. It was wildly different from the loss of my dad to the loss of my mom for me. Those did not look remotely the same. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a lot of support when I lost them. I had teenagers and eventually I had teachers who knew what was going on. But after my dad, his family just kind of didn't talk to my mom anymore after that or me. I don't know what exactly they are up to. And my brother, I don't know why he left. I, he was a 21 year old who just got told that his mom died two years after his dad. And oh yeah, here's this angry teenager. Go ahead and raise her. So as an adult, I kind of get it. That's a lot to put on somebody who just became an adult themselves. Yeah. And so I, I do understand to some degree. And my mom's family, they, I was so angry around that time. So I'm not sure they knew how to actually reach me and actually 
reach out. Mm -hmm. I was just... At the time, I had promised that I would finish high school, and I was going to do it no matter what. And um, it just kind of became sort of one of those and everybody will get out of my way situations. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really big on the reaching out and talking to people at the time. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. I do feel like I am going in circles a little bit, and I apologize for no, that. No, no, no. No worries at all. Um, but like I said, there are a lot of people who are losing people and grieving. And when I lost my parents, I, uh, I heard a lot of I'm sorry. And I heard a lot mm -hmm. of... Uh, there's a plan. I heard a lot of time heals all wounds. But I really, really wanted somebody to just listen. To just mm -hmm. sit there in silence and see if I needed anything. I wanted somebody to go, you don't have to eat this casserole, but you know what? Here's a spoon just in case. Because... Mm -hmm. At that time in my life, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know up was down, you know? Everything was just so messed up. Um, the biggest thing that you can give anybody, especially just in loss, people who are missing their loved ones, people who are just having a bad day, is your time and your ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's something I was going to ask you is if you, if you had to give anybody advice, um, who is either currently going through this or, um, know somebody going through this, what, what would you suggest? I would suggest that you, Ask them how they are. Um, expect, I'm fine. I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Or if they're really mm -hmm. honest, everything really sucks right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let them know you're there to listen. Let them know if they need anything. If they need their dog taken out on a walk. If they need jack-in-a-box run if they need any kind of fast food anything that is just doable that is a mundane mm -hmm. thing if they need their lawn mode i barely had the energy to like get out of bed when i lost my parents the idea of having a lawn to mow just sounds really not great um yeah but i think the best thing you can do is just be aware and offer offer your presence and offer your empathy that's yeah that's that's good advice um uh, sorry i just uh 
it is a hard story and I... listening to you tell it has been um a little heavy on my heart and and i don't mean that in a way of i wish i didn't hear it i mean it in a way of i wish it didn't happen uh no um, i i get it um mm. it it's not an easy story to tell it no, it no, makes no, no. some uh it makes some things really awkward like uh when i met Matt, my husband's family when i met my husband's family and was getting to know them uh his aunt asked me about I made a joke. She said, you're so funny. You must make your mom laugh. And then I had to tell her, well, actually, my mom passed away when I was 14. Well, your dad then. Well, actually, siblings? Well, you see, <laughs> it was just not great. And I felt so bad for putting her in that spot when she was just trying to ask me about my family. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other occasions where you're at a meet and greet, you know, pre-COVID. And... uh people are asking well what are your what does your family do what's your family like and i have to sit there and go i am a lottery ticket away from being batman and then i make friends with whoever laughs, <laughs>, uh, laughs. Uh, there's always one <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know, it's as hard of a story as it is and um i'm sure like like you said, it must be an extraordinarily hard story to tell, to, to have, um, to have humor, to kind of help you cope with it. It's, it's, it's good to see, um, you know, like I, I understand some people might be uncomfortable by that kind of stuff. Um, I am not, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to laugh at stuff like that, but, um, like you said, like grieving and stuff like that is it's different for every single person. So um, I'm assuming humor is one of the ways you, you do that. Oh yes. For me, if, if I didn't laugh, I am very certain I would cry frequently yeah. and there are tissues are expensive because I need the ones with the lotion <laughs> and it's just not a good look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, I, Again, I kind of got the humor from my dad. He, mm -hmm. I had this friend growing up, and when he passed, she was just so upset, and she was like, I wish he had liked me. The problem was, is he was just like, he adored her. She was his favorite friend I had, and she was in disbelief mm -hmm. when I told her. And then I thought, and I was like, how could you not know? And then I realized whenever she came over, he would open the door real roughly and go, what the hell do you want? And I'm just, <laughs> and I just, you know, it clicked later that maybe I understood why she yeah. thought he hated her. <laughs> and he was <laughs> like that. He, uh, he took great pride in smiling, like not at all. He was like the ultimate straight man. He would laugh without cracking a mm -hmm. smile. It was... <laughs> And then he had this big mustache. Mm. So even if he did smile, you wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> and he enjoyed just That's... like making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can understand that. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, is there, fine. <laughs> um, you know, listening to you talk about your parents and, um, listening to you talk about how you how you remember them and all that stuff it's 
it does put an interesting uh, perspective for for people who haven't lost their parents of uh, how lucky um, we are, you know, to not have to to have to think about those things. And uh, I'm sorry. Um, it's, for me, um, like I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, I, I just I, your story just makes me feel uh, like I, I should appreciate my parents more. Um, and um, there is that takeaway. Yes. Um, yeah. I would phrase it more as you should appreciate the family who make you feel loved and cared for, mm-hmm. and you should love and care for them back and take lots and lots of pictures. Cause I have almost <laughs> none of them. Uh, I was floating mm-hmm. around from place to place. And the last thing on your mind is paperwork and photo albums when you're like 16 and homeless. So, you know, I right. have like, in total maybe five things that belong to my parents including pictures so it's one of those things that you just gotta you gotta take pictures you gotta keep those memories in um it is it is just a weird thing you think about um right right take more pictures, do uh, record more videos. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember what they sound like. Um, it is one of those things that you just don't think about. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish I had known them as an adult. Not only because, you know, when you're a teenager, you're kind of a little bit of an asshole, but, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, usually teenagers are, they're rough. They're, they're hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. I know I was a hard to deal with teenager. I wanted to do everything my way because I knew everything. Uh, and I, I wish they had gotten to know who I became. I wish I had gotten to know who they were. Man, I'm sure there were some not child appropriate stories that I would have heard about, and I bet they would have been a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's um, yeah, that's that sounds hard. That sounds very tough, and I'm I'm sure you've heard it about ten billion times. So I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> I have. It's um. Yeah. It was rough, but I don't think I would have remembered the lessons that my parents taught me as hard. I would They wouldn't have stuck so much and become as much as of who I am as it did if that hadn't mm-hmm. happened. I, yeah. I consider myself quite lucky to have known because my mom was constantly giving and constantly forgiving and just... She, I'm not religious, but she was devout in her faith. And she really, truly believed in living, leave, in living as Christ had. Like she, mm-hmm. she loved everyone. Even if they said, no, thanks, I'm not Christian. Her response was usually, can I help you anyway? Because that's what she felt Jesus would have done. And so she did it. And I have a large respect of faith because of her, even though I myself do not necessarily have it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Now, my dad, he, uh, like I said, he didn't crack open a book in his whole life. I think I saw him read the Sunday funnies in the newspaper, <laughs> but I don't think he understood a single interest I had. I don't think he understood why I liked reading so much. I don't think he understood why I always built all these weird science things that looked like homework for fun. But he was right there with me going, all right, I'll teach you how to build this. I don't know why. You can Mm -hmm. explain it to me later. And I just (laughs) felt like (laughs) I felt so accepted by him. It was, I feel like I am lucky enough to go, you know, my dad loved me unconditionally. Didn't even have to understand what I wanted and what I liked. And he was still just right there supporting me. And it couldn't have been easy. He he worked like three jobs on a regular basis. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know where he found the time or energy to spend time with me. I don't know when he slept. I always kind of assumed <laughs> he slept when I did, but, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. so it, it's a rough story and I hear, I'm sorry you had to go through that a lot. Yeah. But, I also feel like it, it made me a lot of who I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. I mean, it's not good, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you, you were able to kind of embrace it and pull yourself out and, um, and continue on. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who can't, and I, I can't imagine what it's going, what it's like going through that. And I don't know if I could. Um, um, I think everybody has a strength in them that they have when they need it. And sometimes mm-hmm. people need that extra hand to pull a, pull that strength out and find it. But I think it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on uh, to the next thing, is there anything that you want to say and anything you want anybody to know in particular about uh about your story um it is the holiday season and so i will go ahead and end it on a happier note uh mm-hmm. even after my parents died there were charities that gave me gifts clothes that sort of thing when i was a kid uh the first christmas that my parents couldn't afford to get me anything I thought Santa had forgotten about me. Uh, It was not a great time. But, you know, the next day, a pile of gifts showed up. And it was, there was a note, quote unquote, from Santa saying, oops, this got left in the sleigh. And I just felt so much better about it. And you know, looking back on it now, that totally came from a charity that had last minute gifts left over. Mm-hmm. So if you can give to a charity that gives to the less fortunate children, it makes the biggest difference. It makes all the difference in the world to make sure that somebody gets something that they wouldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so if I leave with any that's, message at all, that's... it would be give when you can to those places. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Um, yeah, that, that's that's very very important. You know, everybody 
especially uh, in in current times, everybody is so focused on on themselves. Everyone's so uh, driven on themselves that they they need to do this and and they can't do that. And it's what is this going to get for me? I think it's it's time that everybody and puts that aside and thinks about others, um, thinks about people who aren't like you said as fortunate, uh, people who can't do haven't had these same opportunities you have or um, yeah. I think it's it's time we we all put our our differences aside and we come together as people and we take care of each other. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and, and and talking about that. I'm I'm hoping it reaches somebody and it it makes somebody feel like they're they're not going through something alone. You know? I hope so too. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if if you don't mind, we're going to transition to the asked and answered portion of the podcast. I am looking forward to this. It sounded like so much fun when I listened to your other, <laughs> pod, <laughs> to your other episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is three random questions. Um, I will roll a dice and we will see what you get. Hopefully Alrighty. this, this uh, cheers some people up if they're feeling uh, down about everything. Okay. For your first question. What would you sing at a karaoke night? Oh, there's so many good choices, but I think my go-to <laughs> is um, Son of a Preacher Man, Motown hit. Okay. Uh, I believe Dusty Springfield sang it originally. I always loved mm. it. My mom would play it on blast whenever she would clean, and I just love the sound of it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um for your second question, uh, if you had to pick a spirit animal, what would it be? Hmm. Probably a cat because I'm somewhat prickly, love food, and love taking naps. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's really good advice. Um, for your last question. If you were ruler of your own country, what would be the first law you introduced? Oh, wow. That one is hard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The first law I introduce. You know, I'm just going to level it out with uh, don't kill people. Because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I feel like we shouldn't have to spell that one out, but you know, I figure you know, I feel like really make be, yeah. sure the population does not dwindle right away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to follow that up. Is there any weird law that you would like to to introduce? Any weird like something law? that you feel something you feel that goes outside the bounds of obvious rules and obvious laws uh, that you hmm. feel like should be put into into place hmm i feel like it should be a law not to curse and abuse customer service people that is a great 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 law (laughs) that i would love to abide by i i personally abide by now but i would love to see others abide by (laughs) Um, oh yeah it it gets rough (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i have worked Many a server job, many a fast food counter. It mm-hmm. it's unnecessary to be that way towards anybody who's just doing their yes. job. Yeah, yes, I I a hundred and ten thousand percent agree. Um, 
it's I've I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I used to work at Taco Bell and I have had I worked the late night uh, midnight shifts uh, from I think I got in about seven or eight and I was there till about four in the morning, five in the morning. Oh, no. and um, yeah, it was it was a graveyard shift. And after about midnight, we got a lot of very interesting people coming through um, people that uh, weren't um normally weren't sober and also on top of which normally weren't very uh kind to the at the time i think it was either uh, 18 year old kid that is just trying to get his job done so he can go home because it's two o'clock in the morning (laughs) Uh, yeah it it i don't know what goes through people's heads sometimes about this because they never yell at you for anything you can fix either it's always Mm -hmm something that you have no control over whatsoever yeah 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 Yeah, i completely understand um is there anything that you would like to to leave out on um before i do my little plug and spiel um not that i can think of uh always make time to have fun yeah there you go (laughs) Perfect. Well, um, if anybody is listening to this podcast and wants to be on it, you can find me on Instagram at everybody.is.a.somebody. Uh, I want to hear everybody's story. If you feel like you you have a story worth telling, um, I'm, I'm more, uh, all ears. Uh, well, until next time, thank you so much, Ina, for coming on and telling your story. Um, Not it a meant problem. a lot to me to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, until next episode, we'll see everybody later. <laughs>